Annika Lukin had been nicknamed Wraith by the members of Team Eleven, and Liam could tell why immediately. Her hair was about as pale as sunlight, but was thick and heavy in a French braid that looped over one shoulder. Tall and sturdily built, she had high cheekbones, a generous mouth, eyes of a pale ice blue, and skin that showed the thin tracery of blue veins on her forearms. As XO to Mallory Saga, commanders tended to go by their names, Wraith had been tasked with interviewing Liam for a place on Team Eleven. She was waiting when he was brought to the interview room. Chair flipped around for her to rest her arms in the back. She gave him a smile, and despite himself, Liam smiled back. The thing was, he didn't want to like her. She wasn't Nix, and she wasn't working for Talon Rift. He'd done his research when they left. The recruits didn't know anything about the woman who had fought Liam, but the trainers did, and Liam's persistent questions had eventually paid off. The more he heard about Nix, the more he impressed he was that he'd managed to last even ten seconds into a fight against her. And the more he heard about Talon, the more he was absolutely certain that Team Nine was the only team he wanted to join. And then he found out that Talon had left, and had a full crew anyway. Victoria had talked him into staying, but he wasn't sold on the idea, and he was trying to think up anyway, anyway at all, to get out of joining Team Eleven without being rude. Wraith watched the expressions flicker over his face and gave a curious look. She gestured to the other chair. Don't look so nervous. No one's going to shove you into a vat of ice water, I promise. Liam laughed. Has that always been part of selection? It's, uh, effective. She gave a rueful shrug. I heard we were muddled on a branch of fighters from Old Earth who were Navy, so they trained in cold water a lot. But who knows the truth? Fact is, ice water has a way of sorting out who panics and who survives, and you seem to be one of the survivors. Liam looked down, suddenly conflicted. Her approval was clear, and he could see where this was going. He was being offered a place in the world few could dream of joining, and a week ago, that would have been all he wanted. What is it? Wraith sounded curious. Heard stories about Team Eleven? The cavalry charge was a challenge. That was definitely not because we made the engine on the ATV explode. I... Liam considered this. Since you've brought it up, I don't suppose you'd be willing to tell the story. Only if you tell those fuckers in training that this is how it really went down. I promise. He couldn't tell if she was serious or joking. Right, it was... She tapped her fingers on one elbow and considered. Probably five years ago? We were a pretty new team, truth be told. Mallory had taken over the year before, and I'd transferred on from 19 when my old commander got out. We'd been working together just long enough to start feeling invincible. And that's when it gets dangerous, let me tell you. I'd been through it before, and I should have known. Liam examined her closely. From how she was talking, she must be older than she looked, but he saw a little sign of it. Of course, Gray might not show up in hair that pale. We'd been stalking this total bitch of a mercenary commander for a while. Four? Tax evasion. She saw his frown and gave a shrug and a grin. It's an old joke in the dragons. A lot of people we go after, they don't even pretend. They're slavers or drug traffickers, and they don't care who knows it. Every once in a while, though, there's someone who manages to keep themselves just this side of the law. In name only. It's clear what they're doing, but they know exactly what the law needs for convictions, and they never let themselves get caught. So in legal terms, you don't nail them for whatever it was they really did. 
You get them for tax evasion. Some branch of the government calls in a request to intelligence. They send the mission to all of us. We love those cases. Why? Liam couldn't stop himself from leaning forward. They're slimy as fuck. Her eyes were alight with humor. That means two things. First, it's a challenge, and dragons love a challenge. And the second, they're smug bastards, and nothing is as satisfying as nailing someone who thought they'd get off scot-free. That moment when they finally realize they're not going to weasel out of it this time? The look in their eyes? She kissed her fingers. Priceless. Liam was smiling. This was what he had always wanted. To be part of the teams that went after the bad guys and got shit done. No red tape in their way, no higher calling than their own conscience. He could sense the easy camaraderie that had been both the most vital thing about his life on Cryus, and the thing he most lacked. The closeness of everyone who worked on the farm had made the loss of them, as his grandfather declined and they could not afford to stay, all the more devastating. Liam wasn't someone who wanted to go his own way in the world. He wanted to know that he was part of something, working toward a goal. He wanted to know that the goal was worthwhile. So, Wraith gave him an appraising look. Mallory saw you fight Nix. She was impressed. What do you know about Nix? The question came out before he could stop himself. A single pale eyebrow arched. Why? You gonna ask her out? No! His face was hot. It wasn't that. I just... My friends and I would fight and I got so much better than all of them that he broke off, suddenly aware of how that sounded. You're here because you're one of the best. She met his eyes. It's not conceited to say it. So you got so much better than all of them that... She gestured for him to continue. They couldn't even come close to beating me. They'd come up with these clever ideas, but almost none of them worked, and definitely not more than once. And then I had their tricks, and I was still faster and stronger. I kept trying to get faster, as fast as I could go. I'd never met someone faster than me until I came here. But even the past couple of weeks, I've been able to hold my own, you know? But fighting her, it was like... She hardly seemed to move, and then she was out of the way. And then I started hearing about her and talent. He broke off. It's not important. Wraith's expression was more understanding than he expected. When it's your first time actually meeting a dragon. Well, I may have been in a while, but I remember selection. You realize you aren't a dragon yet. You see how much better they are than you. Liam nodded. The reason Mallory wants you for the team isn't just how you fight, you know, Wraith told him. If she wanted that, she could point to anyone in that room. The reason she wants you is that she's seen the security feeds of you sneaking away to train in the middle of the night. Liam froze. You can see all of that? She gave him a grin. Of course. You think anything happens in this building we don't see? Well, that we don't have access to see? There was a pause. You guys are fucking sneaky, Liam said finally. <laughs> we are. Her laugh was rich and throaty. And I think you could be too. You could use a few more gears. But Mallory knows a good thing when she sees it, and I agree with her after meeting you. You've got the talent, and most importantly, you've got the attitude. A whole bunch of commanders sat up and took notice when you got your ass handed to you and you didn't run off home. If I ran off home every time I got beaten in sparring, I'd never have gotten here. You'd be surprised. A shrug. A lot of people are always the fastest and the strongest. They're used to being the smartest. They get here and maybe they got one of those things, but they haven't got the crown in all of them anymore. It's hard for a lot of people to take. And that can't be your attitude on a dragon team. She reached out and rapped on the table. 
So what do you say, Morel? You want to be part of Team Eleven? There was a pause where Liam knew this was everything he had wanted for his life and that he was about to make the biggest mistake he ever had. No, he said finally. There was no way out of saying that word. I'm sorry, I really am. I would have said yes, but Morel. Again, her smile was understanding. I get it. I do. But Talon's not coming back to selection. He has a full team, and he's... Well, let's just say he's occupied and will be for a while. Liam swallowed. This was his chance on a silver platter, and his mind was screaming at him to take it. He could be a dragon, who's throwing away a one-in-a-million shot for a a one-in-a-billion shot. I know, he heard himself say. But it's a chance I'm willing to take. Because in the end, it was. To his surprise, Wraith wasn't upset. She reached over the table to shake his hand. I wish you luck, Morel. Thanks. Back in the dormitory, he felt eyes on him when he walked back to his bed and lay down to study. Victoria had lent him a book on languages, and he tried to force himself to focus, instead of ruminating on the fact that he'd probably just made the biggest mistake of his life. So you flame out or what? The voice asked. Liam looked up to see Ed, one of the younger, brasher recruits, still staring at him. In fact, everyone was staring at him. Guess so? Liam shrugged and went back to his book. He could feel Ed's eyes still watching him for a long time after that, and Victoria's but he couldn't bring himself to admit what he'd done. Eventually, they went back about their business and left him to read in peace. Talon was summoned to Tercy's bunk a day or so later, only to find the man stuffing a pair of women's underwear hastily under the bed as he arrived. There was a long moment while Talon fought an internal battle to keep from making jokes about Tercy wearing women's underwear. Well, the truth, after all. Barely. Yes? Talon asked finally. Tercy stared at him warily for a moment. Is someone going to tell me what's going on? A female voice asked. Lazady? Talon leaned over. Hello. Hello to you too. If we're all done with awkward silences, which I'm curious about, by the way. With a name. She means she came close to having a name and I helped her figure it out. Tercy slid over to give Lazadia a sweet smile. Did you think you were going to get away without mentioning that? Lazadia clearly was not going to deign to answer the question. Kruger. Have you been in contact with her? Talon took a seat on the bed and settled back comfortably, then wondered just how recently the sheets had been cleaned. So Tommy has a reputation. Talon frowned. I've never heard of her. Not the kind of reputation that invites dragon involvement, dear. For any reason. How do I put this delicately? Lost causes. Talon scratched the back of his neck. Now, you being involved obviously shifts the balance somewhat in favor of the resistance. Lizadie was clearly running calculations of a sort in her head. Still, she gave a shrug. It was hard to argue. This deal's for the Resistance, not the Warlord, Talon said. To use someone like her for 1,500 weapons. There's a possibility, of course, that he's trying to flush them out. But it. 
questions being asked from people I'm fairly certain are aligned with him. Taking this job. Who? What? Who's asking the questions? Talon, I only have guesses, and I don't offer people up for assassination with just guesses. Fine, then I won't assassinate them. Until I have proof. Lizadie narrowed her eyes at him, but eventually gave a sigh. You're running up quite a tab, I hope you know. I know. A tutu in the Seneca Opera House may not be enough to pay this off anymore. She raised an eyebrow. Oh, did you think I'd forgotten about that? Because I haven't. This is Elian Palas. He's an arms dealer on New Arizona who abruptly stopped taking new contracts about five years ago, though he still requests quite a lot of high-end weaponry for someone in the same sector as Emer. Make of that what you will. Hmm. I will try to set up a meeting. See if you can contact her, will you? Lizadie nodded. And I'll see about getting a tutu, Talon added. Any requests on color? I'll leave that up to you. Want me to send a message? Tercy asked. Yes, to the dragon teams. Mars. I did pass in the hallway. Yeah? Mars ducked into his head into the room. Dragon teams? Talon stood. Tell them to hold off on interfering in the weapon sales from Ymir. I've good intel that the weapons aren't for the warlord. Sure. Mars jerked his head toward the cockpit. I'll go and... Sent! Tercy announced. Talon gave him a look. I told you to get some rest. Work is my rest, Tercy said prosaically. You're not deep, you know. You're just a workaholic. Tercy's room. Next time I say rest, I expect you to follow orders. Read a book. Smell some flowers. Have one of those really long sparring sessions with Sphinx, Mars added, continuing the list. What? Tercy called. Nothing, Mars called back over his shoulder. Talon smirked and headed off to do some research on Satomi Kruger. Liam. Oh, Liam, Liam, Liam. He knows he's made a mistake. He also can't quite help it. To be honest, that's pretty bang on for dragons. But if you're uncomfortable, good. Very good. Now. Tommy is doing this for the resistance, and Talon is going to take Lizadie's word for it. However, there might be a problem due to the fact that several other dragon teams are working on this mission, and not all of them have Lizadie as a backup. So that have a low rate of success, she's not exactly used to going up against dragon teams. name, and that's going to be a very, very interesting collision when it occurs going to check this dude out. You're vastly mistaken. Not assassinating Elian outright. Oh. So we've got Elian and Aaron in New Arizona. Talon heading out that way. And, ah yes, the mysterious Cade. Until next week. <laughs>